Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberger kicking off uh, Super Bowl week, the first week of February. It's a, it's a chilly one here, Zach. You know, I got my, my winter ensemble on because, you know, we're getting, uh, I'm looking outside. It's a rarity that it's light out, bright out, you know, in the middle of the night with uh, when we're doing this, you know, in the wintertime at least because there's snow out, Zach. Oh, I know. It's crazy. We, uh, I think, I know in, in my area, we've, we've got at least 10 or 11 overall, I think. And I think there's another, like, supposedly another eight coming but are you serious yeah nice it, it looks like it's slowing down so hopefully you know hopefully not but there's something about it too, like i'm like a little kid i feel like there's like that child like like instinct in me still i'm trying to retweet our show being on there <laughs> uh, uh, but there's always like this you, like do you like it so i gotta ask do you do you like the snow or where do you stand with that yeah I, i'm with it you know I, especially i feel like with the pandemic because i feel like i don't know there's like, there's not a whole lot of things, many things to look forward to, and it's kind of fun when Mother Nature shuts it down. I mean, we're already shut down already, so I mean, <laughs> might as well just lock it down. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, but we got a great show for one Super Bowl week's lined up. I'm not really, dude. I I've been saying this for a while now, and I, I mean, I haven't changed in eight days. I I don't care. You can watch the game and film me in. I don't care. I literally, I like, I would actually rather watch like paint dry than watch this game on Sunday. I know I was like, come on, man, you'll turn around, but, like. Yeah, I'll do it just so I don't look like that guy who's like, mm. but like I, I, I don't have any interest in watching it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I said, I said the same thing to my dad today that I just have no, no interest at all. But of course, I'll watch it. But it's just, oh, Tom so Brady. The pop culture thing you're watching it for, for like the commercials, like the things you're gonna miss that are gonna. I will say, I do love the commercials. I do like, I do yeah. love the commercials part of it. Um, oh, look at this. We got the chat going all the way. We got Uncle Ricky kicking us off. I love it. Um, wow, they got 12 to 14 inches, Zach. That's wow. yeah. Now we're talking. Now are they near you? He's saying the Chiefs. He's saying the Chiefs all the way. Yeah, you have to. You have to pull for the Chiefs. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, I would, that's what I'm pulling for. But I mean, that's what's so bizarre about this whole thing. I feel like you step back and it's just like, weren't they just in it? I mean, <laughs> Like I, I, the thing is, and it's funny because I have a little bit of a conflict of interest with my company that I work for, being based in KC, and it there's something about like I just sit here and I'm like, were we not just here when we're both like, I hope to see you, I hope it's a rematch of Super Bowl one. I'm like, well, we're gonna make it there again, you know. It's like, but you did. It's like, I hate myself. I, I'm still bitter, as you can see. I mean, it's a tough one. That's a tough. That's a. It's a major sting, you know. So. I get, I, I feel you. Don't worry. I mean, by the time the NFL draft rolls around, you'll feel better because that's when it's like, oh, the new season's approaching and you know, a little breath, yeah. breath of fresh air. So, by the way, I got my, uh, I got my sledding beer ready to go for the show today. Yeah, oh, there you go. Next week, that's gonna be fun. Perfect. There, yeah, oh, new right. trail coming on the show next Monday. That's right. New trails joining us. Yeah, I, I can't wait. So yeah, you know, did we even break that news on the show yet? No, that hasn't been broken. All right, you know, it's a little mojo Monday, you know, but not the actual segment. I actually put like a hair in my mouth. How that it's an eyelash that just got in my tongue. How that's so Jeez. weird, but I, I know, know. I don't know what a day. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna have um, in the northeast corridor of Pennsylvania, there's uh, the great new trail brewery, which is in Williamsport, which is phenomenal. I mean, it is if you know me, you know that I, I walk around and talk about these guys like I'm a Kool Aid drinker from Colt, but um, they it is truly, I mean, Zach, you know how much I talk about them. I basically like drink it, drink it, you gotta drink their stuff, but. Um, it's so good, and I can't wait to have. We're gonna have the director of brewery on uh, next week, so it'll be fun. But we'll go. We'll get all those details on Thursday too. To kind of, you know, hype it up. Yeah, um, yeah. But all right, you know, it's funny because obviously I could do the part right now with the show, and I say we got a great show for everyone. Right now, we talk about how we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, and we're gonna talk about all this different stuff that happened over the weekend. But 
it's it's funny how I, you and I haven't talked about this at all, but there's been a lot of football news, like just a lot of football chatter, like banter outside of the Super Bowl circuits. And I just literally think it's it's like when you watch a National Geographic thing, and it's like February is the time where the media members go to like you know like the, like that. Like I of course screwed up right there, but oh, it's interesting. They lay with the clickbait and, and and produce offspring articles like in February, and March, like without you know it's it's. I could just hear David Attenborough's voice narrating it. it oh. Not nonsense articles and just, ugh. I, dude, like, I basically was like, do you want to just do clickbait NFL talk? It's the same thing. I had like nine different clickbaits like today. So, oh, yeah, no, it's it's everywhere right now. You wake up and just not going fit. Well, and you know, so to that point, why don't we just for fun, because I feel like we always do clickbait and for anyone else new to the show, we do a segment called clickbait cleanup where we pick articles and we, you know, we call them out. Um, I don't know, dude. I just feel like most, I mean, Grant. We can talk about the Matt Stafford thing. Why don't we do this, righty? Let's just walk it in nice and slow. Do you want honestly, you want to kick yours off first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So uh, I, it's funny. Oh, this I, is, I got to load yours up. <laughs> this is from uh, Mike Garofalo, who, who who I like on you know when he fills in on Good Morning Football and on NFL Network. He's a great reporter. But you know he came out the other day and says Pat Mahomes might be underpaid at some point in the next decade. Well, Mikey G, I mean, that's why the Chiefs as a business did a 10-year contract. So that way they're not, <laughs> in five years, they're not paying him $60 million a year instead of his 45 that he's getting now, which is still astronomical. But that's why they set it up that way. And if you're a quarterback, if you're a football player, why wouldn't you want to sign a 10-year contract in a, in a context where you're, you're, you're solidified to be very well off? His total contract value, I think it was, was it $503 million when it comes with bonuses and everything. And it's like um, these are, dude. These are the same guys too that are breaking these stories when they happen. Like last year when they signed him after they won the Super Bowl, and everyone's screaming like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" That's just, and it was a great sign, like you just pointed out. And it's just like now you guys are the ones saying like, "Oh man!" Like you know, it's like the NFL Network. It's I mean, they start so much crap. Not that I'm saying like this is it per se, and I like our fellow, but I just I don't know what it is. I hate this whole. You're right. Like it's just like, well, what's the alternative? Right. Yeah. Exactly. The alternative is you pay him over sixty million a year. So right. And, and to put in perspective, there's some other quarterbacks that are around his neck of the woods. I mean, Deshaun Watson's at thirty nine million a year, uh, which is part of the reason why no one it might be tough to trade him because who wants to eat that contract? But right. Put in perspective, uh, Russell Wilson thirty five million a year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff are both thirty three and a half million a year, and then you know Carson Wentz thirty two million a year. So. There's some that are sniffing around that area, but um, long story short, yeah, he, yeah, sure, he'll be considered underpaid. But again, NFL and every team is a business, so that's why they structure it that way. Yeah, and you know it's funny because why don't we just stick with you know to chat with quarterbacks, right? Let's I'll just roll in mind, Zach, because I mean, bro, I can sit here and tell you that like my homes think stupid, but I, I'll tell you, I'll just instead of me seeing that, I'll just I'll raise you one. Um, Oh, would you look at that? That the Rams tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers before Matt Stafford. I so I'm not as I put my hands on my face here. I'm not going to do a long tirade. I've already I do this quite a bit on the show where I, I maybe talk too much. Uh, I won't do that for this. This is the exact same thing as like when you're a 14 year old kid and you finally get your first Twitter account and you shoot your shot with Aaron Andrews or whoever, right? And you try to message them and say like, "Hey, I think you're pretty," and then they don't respond. And it's just like 
technically he could go to his friends and say like, yo, like I made a play for her. It's like, yes, yeah, you did. I mean, literally nothing happened. I could technically take two steps this way West and I'm on my way to California. It doesn't mean I'm actually like it was ever, I'm actually close to being there, even though I'm technically two steps closer than I actually was before I stepped West. You know, all right, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself now. I just hate this so much. And I'll tell you why Zach, because it's, it, it's like, you know, that, I, it reminds me of the Jaws when they say, like, you know, uh, the shark that apparently injured some bathers. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, like, what a way with words. Like, and, and I think that just drives me nuts because it's, it's trying to start something. And it's almost like, wait, so you are trying to trade. It's like, no, no, that's really why they had to make that. They, they, they literally took the phrase that still sounds like they're interested in trading them, but like, they're not, like, there isn't anything to this. Yeah, exactly. And, and this just feeds the other clickbait folks in the world to stem off of that and branch out. And I know. That's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, it's a web of clickbait. All right. But I'll say, to that point, let's – I would say it's funny. Of all the things that maybe aren't clickbait related in the football chat that we'll have for today's show, I, I do – yes, yeah, it is a good line, you know, with, uh, with Jaws. I love that. Um by the way, you know, actually, let's let, real quick. Let's get to the chat. I love, I love these questions real quick that are coming in here too. So, um, let's look real quick. What do you think about AW's question? Um, where's the little known boxer? Um, what do you think about the like? Let's talk about the Saints real quick, right? And, and who's possibly going to start for them um, next season? Because I feel like right, we we talked a lot about you know in the moment after they lost to the Bucks, but there was just so much hype about like Brady versus Breeze and then Brady versus Rogers the next week. Where like what and we kind of kept saying like maybe Jameis, I don't know. Like but like now that there's been the dust has settled a little bit that we had time to digest that 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 gumbo uh down in uh, New Orleans there, Zach. What do you what are you thinking? <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think Taysom Hill is the answer. I think uh I really think they're gonna bring back Jameis Winston. I mean he had one year, you know that that's if you know, Drew Brees hasn't officially re- or has he officially retired? I, I forget, but I think James Winston's going to be the guy, especially because he had one year, you know, behind uh, Drew Brees, and he, he's learned the system. Uh, and hey, that one touchdown pass he threw looked great, didn't it? So he's staying fresh. <laughs> no, I, I think James Winston's the guy, though, in all in all seriousness. I think this sounds. I'm not trying to like make more. He's, of- he's familiar with the division too. Yeah, and like I'm not trying to make more of like what. I- you see on the internet for half a second than the what it is, but I was gonna say it did seem like Breeze Malton, this is your team, or something along those lines. As this, I mean, you have no idea what he actually said, but but I I don't know though, because right, I mean, it's it's a one year contract with him, so he they, they could walk and then right because he's not coming, he's not guaranteed to come back. Yeah, that might have been like a probationary type thing by the Saints, you know, like that's to what I think it was. was. Yeah, to see if he was gonna act up because yeah, he's he obviously has a history of off. The field, you know, some incidents ran. Right, like, so. and, and to the point of the chat, I feel like if here's the thing, I feel like if, if the Saints really liked either one of those two guys enough to make them the guy after Breeze, there wouldn't have been this this whole. Well, they they started Jameis, they do a Taysom Hill, right? There was a lot of that back and forth when when Breeze was hurt, mm-hmm. and I don't know, and like you, look, I, I can't get the, the 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 taste out of my mouth of that Eagles Saints game when. Um, albeit Jalen Hurts, you know, played well as his first start, and the Eagles won that game. But just how like ugh, the Taysom Hill experience looked on the road, right when all those like little gadget plays aren't springing open. So I don't know if that's the answer. No, I don't think so. I think Taysom Hill is good, like you just said, for gadget plays, but not as a starting quarterback. You know, uh, he's talented for sure, but I don't think I don't know if he's worthy of being. But then, but then there's it's so you you almost wonder if that yeah like in you know at the, the chat like what about trade right I mean there's Play that to go around. 
Yeah, I mean, there there is. There's definitely some some opportunities. And, and you know, speaking of people who are familiar with the division, Cam Newton, I kind of would doubt it that he's going to stay in New England. That was a one-year deal, you know. So nah, I think he's done, though, dude. He can't throw. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't think he would want him anyway, yeah. But, I mean, especially because that's not a long-term solution. Like, at that point, you might as well just run with Jameis or Taysom Hill and just see what you got there. Like, if you're if you're running with a see what you got with Cam Newton type situation. Yeah. Uh, but, and Joe had a really good point. It's funny because I think this rolls into with this whole, like, Matt Stafford thing that we'll jump into. Um, so, I feel like there's been a very interesting undercurrent in the last year with quarterbacks for the most part. And, and it's funny. Jimmy G kind of started this trend a little bit. Whether it was Jimmy G, whether it's Carson Wentz, whether it's Jared Goff, whether it's Matt Stafford, right? Even Aaron Rodgers a little bit, because I'm not even – the only thing I'm using with him is just the number in his contract that makes it at least people want to make an argument about how his number affects the team's overall number. But basically where I'm going with this entire thing is, right, we've seen this whole, you know, con- this, this market for quarterbacks obviously spike up in big contracts and stuff, right? But we've been seeing some and, – and this is where I would obviously separate Rodgers. But, but, like, there's been some buyer's remorse, right, between Carson Wentz, between um, – even if you're the Texans, you got this Deshaun Watson situation on your hands with this contract. Or like, there's so many avenues. And then, but I guess at that point, that was one thing I was thinking about with this whole quarterback thing before we jump into the Matt Stafford talk. Is right, like, like does does any of these moments that we're seeing now in this offseason influence maybe teams in the future with how they're going to go about their quarterback market and how they're going to go about uh, paying that position? I mean, I think. It's- Really valid because when you sign no matter what position. I mean, obviously a running back is an extremely risky position and that's a lot of money in, you know, because they take a lot of, you know, physical beating every game. But now that with all these extracurricular issues and situations we're seeing, like you just mentioned, I mean, it should absolutely make people think twice before they invest, you know, over thirty million dollars a year in their franchise quarterback because anything can happen. Like no position's invincible to having, you know, down years or um, you know, just in general issues, whether it's on the field or off the field. So it should. I mean, it absolutely should. Maybe, you know, whether they, they make the contract top-heavy, you know, to where maybe your first two years you're making $20 million a year, and then your last three you make 25 30 and 30 or whatever. Um, something needs to be figured out because – That's true. You're right. A lot of that obviously depends on actually how the contract structured, how – like you said, because, like, to that point, the Kirk Cousins contract is a little bit less heavy than it was um, – you know, two years ago, I'm like, is he like the snack hat? I'm like, get college for you tonight. Uh, but no, I, the one thing I was going to say was with Kirk Cousins. Well, actually, we'll get to that in a second. But, okay, real quick, let's just step back. Oh, so real quick, look at the chat, too. Um, it looks like the Patriots are maybe receptive to bringing Cam back. That'd be interesting. It would be. Um, I, I definitely thought, uh, you know, Bill Belichick wasn't too pleased with some of the, the key fumbles that he had that lost them games this year. So, but, but I mean – We'll see. It's his first year back after a long injury, so yeah, maybe they give him another shot, a little one or two year deal, but on a short leash. Yeah, the, the ultimate short leash. And if anything, if they bring, I can't see them bring it to that point. I, they can't bring him back unless there's some competition like this. I mean, this is gonna be a very goofy way of putting. It. What about like him and Mitch Trubisky, like right, like like something like that, like where it's like you know, and that's an interesting situation too like in Chicago with Trubisky. Yeah, he's gone. You think? hundred percent. Well, they didn't. They didn't pick up his option, so basically, he was playing for a contract. And like, that. dude, you can't come back from that. Yeah, but do you think they roll Nick Foles next year, or do you think they they draft? They look to draft someone. Probably draft, I right? I don't know what they're gonna do. They could trade for like Sam Darnold or something. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Go I mean, they, you know, they could go for Teddy Bridgewater or something. Yeah, there's so many, you know, right? Like, what, what happens if, like, Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina and then they trade Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. to the Bears or something like that? You know, there's so many possibilities that could yeah, happen. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. But I think there's, there's going to be a- dominoes to fall. Yeah, I think there might be a lot of trades come draft night too for teams mm-hmm. trying to get up, you know, ahead of some, you know, certain teams as well. But I'll tell you, to that, to that point, the first domino definitely to fall was was between obviously the Rams and and Detroit. Now, you you were texting this, and I'm not picking on you, but I feel like you because you handed a little bit out when we were texting, and like I know this is like the the, the natural trend right now on Twitter is everyone's like, "Good for the Lions." I'm so proud of them for sending Matt Stafford for where he wants to go, and I'm just like, "Wait, what? what? Whoa, whoa, come on. about First of all, they got a haul for him. I mean, it's yeah, a little too heavy of a haul, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, there's that. Like, it's not exactly like the – and I don't buy this whole, like, they had better offers, but they wanted to send him somewhere he wanted to go. Like, BS. Like, tell, like come on. You can't actually tell it. Because at that point, then it's – you're maybe you get a better pick, but you're not getting as much money. Like, there's so many layers to that. It's, and I love how the media just frames it like this is just high school football where it's like, go, go have fun with your new coach and your new team. Like, I hope the best, like, you know, the new town. Like, like no. Yeah, and I really think that the Lions won that trade hands down. Um, you know. You do. I think, yeah, I really do. And you see the, the comment golf game, which is when any quarterback would say that he's thankful to be in an area that's been, you know. Oh, that whole thing. I hate that and, quote. And all that. But. And, like, Jared Goff, I don't think is a bad – like, here we go. If Stafford is, like, an 8 out of 10, I think Goff is probably, like, a 6.5 or a 7. And I think, you know, and then getting those first-round draft picks and you know, mm-hmm. was a third a couple of years from now as well, like, that that's huge for a team, especially a team that is retooling. As and Dan they're not Campbell that says. far away. They're really not. I mean, they have they have talent. They really do. You know, if, if, if they can re-sign Galladay, I mean, that would be – Obviously, you know, significantly a significant improvement, you know, from the, what else they have working there. So, um, I don't know. And, you know, everyone makes Matt Stafford every year. We hear that he's an MVP candidate this season. And Good Morning Football NFL Network says it literally every offseason. Who's the most underappreciated guy in the league? It's Matt Stafford because he plays for the Lions. I, it's like, I know. It's, it's like, how long are we going to hear that song he sang? <laughs> Yeah, it, literally, it's every year. And, it, all right, enough's enough. I mean, he hasn't put up at all. You know, I mean, he, he puts the numbers, some numbers up, but he's not across the board steady. Like, he's well, flashy. The, to that point, and I'll give you a number, it's always up. He doesn't finish the season. Well, there you go. Like, and if you're on. investing in a quarterback, you even stay on the field. Now, let me ask you this, because look at the chat, too. So, I, when it, and, you know, this, we're just, we're just picking up scraps off of Twitter, basically, when we read these, these, uh, these reports, if you will, from the media, but, there was supposedly eight teams in on him, Carolina and Washington being two of them. Going off the chat, what do you think of their two situations at quarterback? Well, I think Washington. Struck out, oh, I was going to say, just that, like, like, of course, I have to cut you off. Right? <laughs> Very good. I, I was going to say, because obviously, of course, they're in on the Stafford sweepstakes. Now what, right? Yeah, I think I think Washington, as much as I love, and I know we both love Alex Smith and everything, I think they need to look for it. I don't know if he's going to stay around if he's going to retire, but even if he – does stay next season. I think they need to look for a younger quarterback. Heineke obviously looked good, but that was in a very, very, very small sample size. So, yeah, I think a team like that, you you would look to bring in, you know, maybe a Sam Darnold or or you look to the draft. Uh, but unfortunately for them, you know, because they won the division, they don't draft till later in the first round. So they might not have much there. Well, let me ask you this. So let's maybe lay out – 
And I hate doing this because then you start wandering into like the Teddy Bridgewaters and stuff where it's like, well, then they'd have to get moved. So I was going to say, like, who is a quarterback that you would not be surprised if they got moved, like were a movable piece? Meaning, right, so like, well, I'll even start with that. Like, like him, Darnold, Cam, I'm just trying to think, like, I mean, whether they're by a free agent, whether by trade, right, like anything. Um, yeah. Um, Alex feel- Smith? Yeah, Unless I feel like maybe the quarterback, the backup for the the Redskins or the Washington football team. Yeah, no, I, I think I think Bridgewater, I could see him getting moved for sure, just because I think he, as much as I like him and everything, I just think he's like too in the middle. He's not like the guy who's going to take you over the hump and get you into the playoffs or get you to have some type of run. Well, I'll tell you about Justic in the South. What about like a Matt Ryan? Like he might move. I know that's kind of crazy to me, considering what is he? He's his early thirties, I think, mid mid thirties. He's um, the same age as Stafford. So thirty two, thirty three. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's it's interesting because, I mean, Matt Ryan, he's had all the talent in the world around him. It just seems like he's another guy who will throw for four hundred yards one game, and then the next game he's got three interceptions and throws for like a buck fifty, and it's just inconsistent central but i also don't know if that situation was mainly because of coaching or, or what the deal was but and i don't think kyle allen's gonna get a shot in washington like a like a real one you know what i mean um and then you know it's like the jets keep darnold's they not i mean i think Salah's is pretty high ben on come back? like so I, well did you see ben i guess wants to restructure his contract so he takes like significantly less money so that way they the steelers have more available to resign, go people. for everything, basically, yeah, go and for just basically. basically go for the Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, one more year is that basically what you think they're gonna do? I, th- I think Ben's gonna be same. And after reading that the other day, where he, yeah, he basically just said, I'll take you know, significant pay cut if we can retain or get other players. So scary is Juju a free agent? Yeah, he is. So I think that I think he did that because they wanted to try to retain Juju. I don't think and, he's gonna come back. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know. you <laughs> You see Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they left, and they're both in the Super Bowl now. So. Allen Robinson's going to look real good in a Steelers uniform. Hot take right there. Wow. Could you imagine him lined up with uh, you know Chase Claypool? Shoot, I, 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 think, I, I want I, Robinson I to come to us, <laughs> the Giants. But. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I think, depending on how the draft goes, like if they're, how it's going to be projected to go, uh, will determine, you know, because I don't think Devontae Smith's going to be there for us at 11. You know, I'm sure the Eagles or some team is going to probably snap. Probably not, yeah. So I think I know Jalen Waddle is like, or Jamar Chase, they're like the two hot names. That'd be fun. It would be, you know. Um, I don't know. I just like Allen Robinson, you know, it's the Penn State deal and all that. But. Yeah, of course, yeah. There you go. Some, some blue and white blood for you. Um, all right, real quick. Let, this is another name that, well, actually, real quick, I'll, uh, before we get to the other one. Real quick, what are your thoughts on this whole, like, uh, I, I got to stop. I'm better than this. I'm better than this, and we're better than this as a show. Like, we're not going to do this, like, Anchorman, what was it, like, the, the Watch for the Panda thing, like, you know, for the ki- like the panda having the kid, whole get-up thing with, like, every single day that was, like, their main story, and that was, like, almost like the running joke. It's like, mm-hmm. we're not doing this with Deshaun Watson. They're like, well, he's still, he's still texting today, Zach. Um I don't know, but I'm just basically to that point. That's why I'm bringing this up for a second because it's like if we're going through this like wheel of clickbait, if you will. I don't know. Like I'm just tired of hearing about this. I don't know if he's gonna get moved. If he gets to get moved, it's probably gonna be the Jets, right? I don't know. Like it doesn't matter. Like there's I, I get I get sucked into this too though because he's such a weapon. It's like 
Because if he goes to the 49ers and I'm like, <laughs> like it, it, it ends in like two seconds, it's over. It, it, right? Like, what the Bears get him? It's like, ah, <laughs> they got Mitch and they didn't get the other two guys. It's like, well, they got the other guy at the end of the day. It's like, like that's not good either. So it's like, but then, but then the other point is, it's like, okay, like the, the this the thing, it's like in the back of my head, I'm almost like, say it now, say it now, like because <laughs> it's like I, it's opened up Pandora's box. So I'm about to say, not that the quarterback position is not valuable because it is. These guys were all. T- I'm almost like gonna play therapist here for a second. Would you or would you not agree that the quarterback's the most important position in sports? Right. Yeah, agree. Right, okay, so. We're talking about like the, the position probably in all sports that like helps, and I'm not saying it's all their winning or losing is all them, but they definitely have a hand in it. And I think to myself, what's the common denominator with all these guys? It's they, they weren't good enough winning. Right? The Lions didn't win anything with Matt Stafford. I'm not saying that's all his fault, but I'm also saying they were the worst team ever. Yeah. Right? Like, like at what point, like when does the like the blame shift like any of these guys? Even like Deshaun Watson, well, the Texans have sucked. Right, like, okay, they go to the playoffs and they win the first round against the Bengals, they get axed. Like, they're not a real playoff threat. No. Right, like, I mean, and, and, and always double down on your eyes, right? Like, we watch Red Zone. It's like, when the te- they go to the Texans. It's like, uh, you're not like, yes, let's watch this, you know? And Grant, I know he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins this past year, but still, like, he still had awesome numbers. So that actually kind of adds to my point. It's like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, how good are these guys actually? If they're, you know, because some of these organizations suck, right? Like, and the Texans have been a massive team just or, like ran from top to bottom. But you know what I mean? Like, someone's got to say that, right? Like, someone's got to call it out and be like, hey, by the way, these guys don't want anything, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that just drives me nuts. Yeah, I feel like that team's never had a lot of talent. I just, like you said, I think it's just like maybe it's a cultural, cultural, organizational, some type of issue is going on internally. And it, it's just crazy, and, and like you said, Watson put up very good numbers, and he has a lot of talent. He had a lot of talent around him. Cooks, Brandon Cooks had a sneaky good season this year. He was a top twenty or top fifteen fantasy wide receiver that no one thought. You know, um, Will Fuller was healthy the majority of the season, and David Johnson. I mean, he's at the end of his peak, I guess. But but still, like the team is they're not bad by any means. It's just for some reason they just can't put it together and win as an organization. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Because if I said. Hey, Zach, the Texans have a good defense. It's like, yeah. It's like, well, there you go. They have a good defense and a good quarterback. Like, like, <laughs> did they just spend all that those draft picks on their offensive line? Like, what, like, what's missing? Yeah, I really and don't I'm know. I'm not blaming him, but I guess I was just saying, like, for every person I was to say it's not his fault at all, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it has to be a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback is the coach on the field, so, you know, it, he does have to take some blame. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just – that whole thing just kind of drives me nuts because it's like everyone just keeps watching with bated breath on what happens. And I, I get it to a certain degree, but I'm just like, yeah, the Texas sucks, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And they, they, they still will. And maybe they'll keep it. Who knows? Um, here's an interesting one that's been popping up real quick, though. Um, do you see this whole thing with Kirk Cousins, like, linked to maybe the 49ers? Because, you know, him and Kyle Shanahan did, had time together in, in Washington before. Um, I, I think this is clickbait. I think it's clickbait, but I also like this is so like kind of out of left field that like it reminds me of the Diggs getting traded thing. It's like it, this probably might happen, like, you know. What I mean, like it's kind of my mind's like juggling right now. My thoughts. I, I feel know. like that's such. I feel like that's like such a lateral move though from either team. I feel like you're getting like kind of a similar. I think Kirk might be a little bit better, even though I was on the Jimmy D bus a little bit ago. But I don't know. I think Kirk might be a little bit better, but I don't. I don't really see how that trade helps either team <laughs> that much. 
See, I actually am going to spin the opposite with you here. I like this because it's like an organic like sports mm-hmm. show where we're not faking our takes where you say one thing and I say the other. But here, I'll, I'll almost spin around. I'll say I actually don't think it's a lateral move at all because and this is going to sound like I'm making fun of Kirk Cousins and I'm not. You know exactly what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. Exactly. Right? He's not going to actually go down and win you a game. But if the rest of the team's good around him and he feels comfortable and everything's going well, he's good to go. He's not really going to ever lose you a game. The only games he loses you is the games where it's like, go win it for me, man. And then he doesn't do that. You're like, you lost it for me. And it's like, okay, well, no, he just didn't win it for you. He never Losing it is, is, is self-destructing, right? Like, so, and he does not do that at all for the most part. So Jimmy G is a little bit the other way, right? It's like, right, every day, like, you know, the one game, it's like, wow, Jimmy G. And then there's the other way where it's like, we sure that was him, or was it like Space Jam where the aliens took his talents, like, because, you know, he couldn't stop throwing the ball to the other team? Like, right? Like, and I think that is what the 49ers like. Uh, we can't have this Jekyll and Hyde type vibe with our quarterback position. Kirk Cousins is, is going to be just a very, like, you're not going to get much of an interest return back, but you're not going to be paying. Like, right? Like, it's just, it's going to be just very right through. Mm-hmm. So that's my, like, spinoff take that maybe that's exactly what they want because they have everything else around him. Yeah, and, and you know that's a that's a that's a good that's a good take because they they need the 49ers need more consistency and Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really given them that besides right. five games. So he's know, like a penny he's, stock. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. He's been volatile for using our stock terms. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. Um, but I'll tell you, you want to talk about the two teams still playing? I don't, but you can if you want to. <laughs> the one, yeah, one big thing that I, that came out today uh, was so I don't know if you know. You know, but with the COVID protocol now, if you fail it, like if you test positive or if you're you're out, right? You're now you're out of the game, whether that's a coach or a player. And the Chiefs had two today. Um, Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver, who you know he's not like you know an MVP on their offense, but he is a role player on that offense. Yeah, that's huge. And Daniel Kilgore, their center. And they, and he lost. Uh, was it Eric Fisher? Yeah. Yep. That's, so that's, those are two pretty key losses, you know. I, uh, I don't know about you, but if I'm playing the Super Bowl these two weeks, I'd be locked in my room all day whenever I'm not in practice or film study. Yeah, and I, uh, I thought you were gonna say I would lock in and watch film on the, the Bucks defense. It's like, yeah, I'm still having nightmares about them, so I can I can attest to that. Yep, you want to watch them? <laughs> uh, I have a weird feeling the Bucks are gonna win the Super Bowl, dude. Yeah, I, I do too, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm pulling for the Chiefs, but... I am too, but I feel like this is like one of those games where everyone's like, oh, it's going to be the Chiefs and like the Bucks blow them out or something, and we're just well, like, what? You know, you know what's going to come out after Super Bowl weekend, whether they whether the Bucks win or lose, is the, the, the articles that say, oh, see, I told you Brady didn't need Belichick. You know, know. you're going to see that come out. But, oh, so they went from Belichick to Bruce Arians. Oh, it was a really, really big drop-off. I know everyone's going to say I'm being petty, and I'm not saying that Tom Brady's not part of this, but the Buccaneers are so damn talented. We said that when he went there. We're like, you know, they're really good. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't that bad with Jameis, who kept handing the other team the ball. <laughs> yeah. And there was no culture there. Now you got a guy who's basically cleaning and scrubbing that culture straight out. It's He's legitimately a, co- a coach on the field. Like, yeah. And Bruce Arians even said that, that sometimes Arians just steps back and lets Brady run like, the offense sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, God, I, yeah, like, no, it does. It does. It's um, you know, I think I think with, with the Patriots, he didn't necessarily have all the talent around him on offense, but he was elevated in talent, and he had a good coaching staff and system behind him. 
now in Tampa Bay. I mean, he's still great, obviously, but maybe him, his talent isn't as high as he was at his peak, obviously, but the talent around him is probably the most he's ever had, like we just said. So of course, you know, it's going to – the gaps get filled and everyone looks great. Yeah, and uh, it's – I'm just keep thinking about how it's – dude, why is it every every sentence of this – I can't – I got to stop playing this hat. But it's Brady, 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 Brady. Like, it, it's like – like, the worst part is I played the butt of my hand. It's like if the Packers win that game, they just get one more drive. Everyone's like, yo, Brady had three picks, by the way. Yikes. Like, is it over for him? No. That's a great point. No, 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 no. He's the goat of the goats of the goats of the goats of the goats because the defense kicked our ass and we turned the ball over a lot in the beginning of the game, and that's – we are. <laughs> we are. Uh, you know, here's a great point, and you would know this of all people. Great point with the chat. Steve Spagnuolo's had a lot of success against Brady in his career, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has, really uh, has. Yeah, uh, the uh, the 07 08 Super Bowl. That was Spagnola, you know, against against him. And uh, Spagnola's been around for a long time <laughs> opposing defenses against Brady. And, yeah. uh, and, and if you notice the Chiefs' defense, in this postseason has been like playing the best football of their entire season. He's getting to the peak at the right time. Yeah. It, he know. I mean, Spags is regular season. You know, his defenses typically are like midfield, middle of the road, but then postseason time, something clicks and they just, they go through the roof. I wonder how, I would love to sit down with a football coach and just sit, like ask them that and be like, look, like at that level, especially cause like everyone's so damn good, right? It's not like high school, middle school, college where like, even if you have like a guy that's X, like so much better than the rest of the kids out there that you can get away with some things at the NFL. It's just, I mean, you've been talking about, it. they always say like most of the time everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. It's all about the execution mm-hmm. of it. And I just think, I just think about that all the time. Like, I don't know. No, you're, you're exactly right. Like when you're in the NFL, the speed is so fast. You basically have to know before the play even snaps, which way it's going, where, what to do, you know. You can't right, think. so if it's so close, like, like at, maybe they're saving stuff, are they not? Like, is that a thing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, maybe Spagnola just studies tape all the time and picks up little nuances and, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure teams grow as a unit, too. You know what I mean? Like, throughout the season. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you know how it is. But you played sports growing up. I played sports growing up. Usually, like, as the season comes on that camaraderie builds and yeah especially if you're winning you know that helps big time yeah it does, it does help <laughs> if you lose maybe not but if you if you win more than you lose then you know a lot gets built there so that's a good point so. yeah, it's funny it's that, it's that point i was i was thinking about as we i know you got a hard stop because we got wait so what do you are explain this to the audience because i was reading this so you're plowing tonight yeah so we have a four-wheeler with a plow on it and uh our, you know our hill, and, and with yeah. you get massive snowstorms, you gotta like plow like every like. Did you do this neck after the show? Probably, yeah. So man, you gotta get a couple sunny beers yourself. That's right, I do. Yeah, oh, man. All right. Well, so, so I well, sunny before we jumped on the uh, on the air, I, I went golfing. It's funny because I saw always know fan mentioned how she's looking forward to watching golf. Um, mm. I went golfing yesterday. I, of course, was I failed to. I took a picture to bring it on the show, and of course, I failed to bring it on the show with the highlights. So, um, your golf. In cold weather, yeah, I have. And was it wind? Was it windy when you played? It was not. See, okay. I feel like that would be helpful. very unpleasant. That's extremely helpful. It was. I mean, there was a snow wind, like, but it was kind of flurries in your face. It was kind of cool, like you're, you know, cool. like you're was, the was it the first time you golfed in, in cold yeah. like that? Oh yeah, first time. Yeah, really, no one was like on the, the course. I feel like I, I feel like I owned the course. And you probably awesome. were able to play for like twenty bucks too, right? That's what it was. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. With the cart, oh my god! And then, you know what I liked about it was too, um, you know, if I had a bad shot, just drop it or a ball. I can get like 
get it right. Like figure out what, why did you not hit it right? Were you like, were you nervous? Did you grab the wrong club? Like, were you just excited to hit it? You didn't take your time. Like, were, like did you feel like you were too close to the ball? Like just all those little things and like hit it again. And if it was like, was it the same problem? Like, you know, like to me, it, I mean, dude, I told you I, my chipping was like actually good for once, which is, which is rare. Which is and big. Yeah. I don't, I don't do well in the heat. I don't. Yeah, they, they, I am like you know, the Packers. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it like golfing the heat definitely can be a little, you know, unpleasant, you know, sometimes, especially during the wind to cool you off a little bit. I know, I know, I know. It's funny how, like, you get the wind in the wintertime when you don't want it, and then you don't get it in the summertime when you need it. I know. Right? Um, but all right, to that point, instead of me just, you know, a lot of gagging about my golf escapades yesterday, uh, what um, I was thinking about how like how much fun it kind of was to go a little bit unorthodox against the against the green and, and, and play golf in the wintertime. And I was thinking about like what are some other things that are good in life when they're like kind of opposite of like what they're expected to be. And I don't know. I know like, we didn't really talk too much about this. I, like cold pizza was kind of an example. Like, you know, people have. I don't know. Is there anyone that you had off the top of your head? I was curious. Well, I guess another one could be. And this isn't, this doesn't really, I don't really relate to this one, but I know some people like cereal without milk. They just eat dry cereal, like, you know, just dry cereal. It's a bold move. There's only certain cereals you can get away with doing that. Like, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch is one you can get away with it. Um, I know, like, younger kids will do, like, Cheerios sometimes, but I'm Yeah, the dry Cheerios as a kid. Yeah. Um, The one that I can actually say that I prefer, I like breakfast for dinner better than I do is actual breakfast. Damn, that was mine. Was it? Was it? <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, the funny thing is, I, I'm not that guy. I'm really not, actually. I, I don't. I don't know why. I'm like breakfast. Well, unless I'm traveling and it's like out there and they're like, oh, we do like this breakfast thing for dinner time. I'm like, I'm in. But like, I I don't know what it is. Like, I can't do it here. I can't be like, I'm just going to make eggs tonight for dinner. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I My thing is, I just don't really eat breakfast. Like, I don't wake up hungry. Like, I'll wake up. And I won't get hungry until like eleven o'clock in the morning, sometimes ten o'clock. So I won't even. I'll just be drinking coffee all morning. And I don't eat until ten or eleven, which probably explains why like my anxieties through the roof in the morning sometimes. But well, and it's funny. You look at the Cheerios. Have you ever had um, butter Cheerios? No, I'm not kidding. They're so good. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. with milk. You you so you get Cheerios and you melt butter in a in, a, in like a Ooh. pot or pan. And then you mix the chews in, in with the butter, and it's amazing. Oh, my God. It's phenomenal. actually really – oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. My mom used to make it for my sister and I. It's phenomenal. Yeah, a little burner action, a little breakfast for dinner. Yeah, um, I had another one. I don't know if it yeah, counts. Yeah, please. Did I take – I took yours? <laughs> no, it's fine. I actually have another one on top of my head, but it's not that good. <laughs> so, so please, my, give, give me another good one. So, like – So, I think, like – good. So, I feel like with, like, ice cream, I think it's better – you always have to have chocolate chips on it. You can't have – it has to. You have to have that on it. You can't just like not have. I put chocolate. You chips have on to have cream. chocolate chips on your ice cream. I'll I'll be eating cookies and cream like out of the thing, and I'll I have to put chips on. Chocolate always. Chips. Yeah, always. Can't have it without it. No it's matter what, I always put like the dorsals. You know, like the. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, is that an Italian thing? I don't think so. No, just yeah. Just me being uh, a lunatic. Wow. No, no, I like that. Well, dude, yeah. no, it's nothing's more crazy than me. I was gonna say I like to run in the rain. And it's really weird, but I feel like I'm like, ah, you know what? Like, I'm not really supposed to do it today. Sometimes we'll do it. You don't like get sick? <laughs> I, I don't think, I think it's just like, you know, it'll wipe out. I don't, I, I just think that, you know, you get back, jump right in the shower, you're good to go. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're probably right. 
I, n- I never run the rain, so I can't. I, can't. I don't know. I, I'm, well, you know me. I like to run on – all the time I run is when the Packers are playing. It's going to get out, you know. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you got to run. Yeah, run in the rain. You can dance in the rain. There you go. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was, it's funny. I, do you want to do Mojo Monday? I, I'm trying to think because I know you got to get out of here so we can kind of make this a little bit of a quicker show. Um, yeah, you want to jump into that? Yeah, sure. So, so my major Monday, I actually kind of struggled to find one. Um, really? Couple, yeah. So I'm going to go. Be disappointed. I know. I know. I'm going to go with uh, Connor McDavid, you know, Edmonton Oilers, uh, 22 points in his first 11 games, which is just out of this world. You know, I'm new to hockey and I can, I realize that's out of this world. And uh, there's one player behind him who is one of his teammates has 21, which probably is in correlation to McDavid, you know, with assists and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, The next closest is at 14. <laughs> I mean, God. he's just playing out of this world. Like, I was watching NFL uh, Network the other day, and you just see this guy going down the ice, and he literally just, like, glides past everybody. Oh, yeah. He, he's got that Crosby skate in this game. You know what I mean? Like, like that, like, he with his hands and, and his vision on the ice, it, like, he – when eventually Crosby retires, I feel like he'll take that mantle of being like the face of the NHL with with great grace. I think he's I think he's a real deal. Obviously, he's a real deal. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. And the other thing that's interesting is he's got all these points, which and, and their team is on, they're five and six. Their record five and six. So and they're I think sixth or seventh. They're sixth in the uh, the North Division. So it's like it just goes to show he's literally like their whole team. <laughs> I know that Canadian you know. division's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it really – you know, the Eastern Division is, is a freaking gauntlet, too, by the way. How, uh, how are the Sabres doing? They're 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. Okay. So, we, I mean, we were fourth in the standings, and now now we're sixth. But, like, we have 10 points, and I think first place is 15. The okay. Flyers, yeah, and – 13. The yeah. They got 15. I don't even lost a game yet. Yeah, they're 6-0-3. Caps are insane. But – uh. Yeah, no, the Eastern Division's insane. It's just wild right now. Like, it's almost unfair how tough the Eastern Division is. Yeah, it's almost like they put all the good teams in there. I know, I know, they do. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm upset, of course. Not upset, but I think, it's, I think it's good for the Sabres to play really good teams. Obviously. Yeah, this would be good for you, like, after next year, like, when you don't see most of these guys. I mean, all, like, obviously, like, the Bruins and the Canadians and stuff. But, like, well, like, they're not in your thing. But, like, to that point, yeah, like, the Bruins. But that's about yeah. it. Like, right? Like, you're not going to say the Flyers, the, the Lightning, or the – I'm losing it. You know what I'm getting at. You're not going to see the Metropolitan Division, basically. No, no, exactly. But I think I think this is good because they're really tough teams, obviously. Not saying that, you know, the Atlantic Division isn't. But, um, no, I, th- I overall think it's good. It's, it's good. And the fact that we're, you know, we're only 10 games in, so a lot can happen. But, like, the fact that we are, like, hanging with that division. Yeah, you're hanging with the boys. You're right. It's a race. Yeah, the fact that we're hanging with the division is promising. And, you know, I, I like what I've seen from the team this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll keep it going with the cold stuff. Just that panda today. I think it's down in DC taking a little wow. sledding action. Panda and sledding. Huh? Oh yeah. Take a look at this. He had a good time. This is like it actually takes me back. I figured. You no, know, I figured in the sphere of the snow day. You know, uh, a nice furry animal having a little fun uh, rolling around there. That's fun. That reminds me of college when we all used to on snow days we sled down the state <laughs> hill. I was gonna say the way he's sled looks like he had a few edibles that went down <laughs> yeah, the hill, but but no, but no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the THC in the in the panda food, but 
that's adorable. But, no, but no, Betsy, you're right. It does take me back to college. Um, you know, just like being, I, we were actually just talking to our neighbor about that. How, like, you know, she was saying how she used to live in the city, and obviously, me going to Temple. Um, you know, it was just awesome when there was snow on the ground, like everything kind of shut down. You just walked through the city and stuff. And yeah, it's, I'm looking out. Got the old window now, Zach. It's uh, it's coming down out there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. We're living it. it we're going to laugh about this in the summertime when I like to cut off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a snow fan. You're yeah. not? No. Hate it. See, I had such an unfun time playing softball in the heat this past year. Mm. Like, so on. Like, like. <laughs> Like, I remember sitting there thinking, like, I must be just meant to be in the cold because, like, I can't meant – and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I know I sound like a Boy Scout, a weirdo. Okay, not that I'm saying Boy Scouts are weirdos. I'm more just saying that I sound like a weirdo and the stereotypical Boy Scout, you know, Kool-Aid drinker thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel like the, the snow thing, or, like, just in general, the cold is – everything's cold, right? Like, you're, you're – basically everything but your head, right? Like, I mean, especially with a hat on, like, whatever – but in the summertime, you feel great, right? Like, you're, you got short sleeves on, T-shirt. Like, you're quite comfortable. Like, you might sweat. But, like, but from, like, an actual, like, like you're, you're fine. But mentally, it's, like, it's hot. That heat exhaustion, like, dehydration. Like, you're just kind of, like, like tripping kind of. It's it's not a good feeling at all. And I remember sitting there in the outfield thinking, like, I would do anything for this to be, like, 30 degrees right now. It's be freezing. But I could just put layers on. It'd be fine. So, it's, like, would you rather your head be just kind of off-key, like, it's hot, or would you rather it be cold? So some layers on, so you know. It's, no, no, no. it's a good point because in the cold, you can kind of control how your body, te- yeah, you know, how you're feeling from your body perspective. Whereas the heat, you can't necessarily control it as much. Cause... And the chat agrees; they hate snow. Dude, if I had your driveway, I'd hate the snow too. For whatever. It's yeah, hard. I just, I just, I just don't like the the the, prop, the inconvenience, the cleaning process of it. It's just a pain. I'm fine for maybe, I'm fine for maybe like one, maybe two a year, but not like these monster twenty. Oh, so I love in. this. I'm in. I'm all in. But you can only like it depends on when, dude. Because it's February. I'm like, what the hell's going on anyway? It's February. Like this is the most exciting thing that can happen in February. November or like early January. Don't do it like after January. Yeah. See, once it hits like March, I'm like, no, 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 no. March Madness, like, no, Dunzo. Like February's the end of snow for me. I'm like, all right, that's it. No, once it hits March, it's like spring, please. Yeah, I think like Valentine's Day is like the absolute last. Like that's it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You're gonna not get out there and start shoveling, man. Not to be negative, no, like, yeah. No, no, no. That was a hell of a mojo, it? just took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but I'll tell you, we'll bring the vibes back here. So, real quick, if anyone is shoveling and they need something to throw in their headphones, you know, maybe download an episode or so. Uh, you can check out uh, all the audio episodes of Living Room Sports Talk on Spotify and iTunes. Um, and also, you can check us out on social media: Instagram, Twitter, Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. And you can check us out on the website at www.get-sidetracked.com. And then make sure you check us out on Twitch. Um, follow the heart of the left. Subscribe to the right, as usual. If you're new, Amazon Prime is free. You know, just saying. Uh, you can do that, and then check us out on YouTube as well. That's a free subscription. Um, and we have all sorts of highlights and cool stuff on there. And then if you're really not, you know, you just you, you just love sidetrack so much, you just can't stop. Okay, well, there's a store for you. You can buy stuff and, you know, all sorts of cool gear. And I'm sure there's hats and gloves and all sorts of fun stuff if you're shoveling, Zach. And you got the neck gator. It can keep you warm. That's that's always a uh, clutch pride. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so all sorts of cool stuff on there as well. Um, so be sure to check it out. But, yeah, this is a lot of fun. So, dude, uh, how long is this going to take you to shovel? A couple hours. <laughs> To do the whole deal, but like me, if I just did, like working on like the main 
part of it won't be that long. Like, okay, maybe, maybe dude, grab a beer or two, throw your headphones in. Might have to. Might yeah, have to. Dude, that might be the play. Uh, well, this is fun. We had a great chat tonight, too. This is a lot of fun getting everyone involved. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, so Thursday we'll be back on the air at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and I feel like that's when we're really going to hammer in on the Super Bowl stuff. And I, oh, yeah. I think I can I can finally get over this. Well, I won't be able to get over it, but I'll, I'll put on a brave face and actually talk about the game. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I just, like, <laughs> swallowed my spit. It's tough. Like, damn it. <laughs> um, all right, let me get a glass of water. Okay, all I've really had to do is say goodbye, but that, 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 did, you ever had that happen in the back? Oh, yeah, you, cho- you just like yeah. choke, yeah. Yeah, I choked with the Packers, in, so it was great. I was talking about them. I started choking. Everyone choked. Um, all right, great. So to that point, we're going to be back on the air at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Um, but yeah, we hope everyone in the Northeast stays safe with the snowstorm, and we'll see everyone in the living room on uh, 7 o'clock on Thursday.